0: Every day there's a new statistic on the growing volume of data in the world terabytes, petabytes, even yottabytes. Bytes aside, clearly the data tsunami is here. And what does it mean for the enterprise? I'm Greg Thomas. And I'm here with Bhaskar Himatsinka, Chief Product Officer for Adaptive Insights, a Workday company, to talk about business planning and organizations and how new technologies and the power of machine learning will change the way businesses plan and help them take advantage of all that data. Bhaskar, welcome.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. So let's just start
1: simply. What is business planning and why is it so important? I get asked that question quite a lot. And in kind of simple terms, Business planning is how organizations, whether you're a business or a nonprofit or a government, you model what you anticipate or want your business to look like. As time progresses, you see how you're doing against what you had modeled, and then you analyze why things may or may not be different, and then you remodel. So as an example, if you're a software company like us at Workday, you're trying to model what my revenue next year is going to look like. How much of that is going to come from subscription revenue? How much of it's going to come from professional services revenue? How much new business am I going to get? Which parts of the world am I going to get that business from? Which products am I going to get that, that business from? Where do I invest? Do I invest in R&D, product development? How many sales people do I want to hire? Where do I want to hire them? What should my operating margin be? So these are all various different aspects, just some examples of how businesses have to plan for outcomes that they're trying to achieve when they look out a year, two years, three years, and that's what planning is all about. It's about helping companies put their strategies into execution.
0: Just the word plan is something we all intuitively have some understanding Mm -hmm. of. I got a plan, I got a plan, what are we gonna do tonight? What's the plan? But as you're describing it, it's really a view of of what's our business, mm-hmm. where do we want to go, and,
1: and how are we going to get there? Exactly, right? And we, One thing we love to say is everybody plans. The other thing we love to say is planning is a way to give you a 360 degree view of, of your organization. The past, the present, and the future.
0: So what are the challenges that, that people face trying to plan in the right ways?
1: Planning is something that businesses, organizations have been doing forever, right? But traditionally, the challenge has been that technology has not been good enough to allow everybody in the organization to collaborate together. So what would end up usually happening is the analysts would really use the software that existed to try and model what the business would look like. They would have offline conversations with their business partners, But realistically speaking, the business partners never really were able to take true ownership uh, of, of the plans because they were far away from where the reality was getting represented. And as reality changed, again, there wasn't necessarily a single source of truth that everybody was always looking at in real time. And so what ended up happening because of that is even though there were systems, most of the planning actually ended up happening through spreadsheets and there's all these spreadsheets that would float around. People would send spreadsheets. Uh, Somebody in finance would send a spreadsheet to say I was leading product development. Hey, how many people are you going to hire? What are you going to spend on CapEx? And these spreadsheets would float around. Eventually, somehow these spreadsheets would make into either a big spreadsheet or they would make it into some rigid system, which only a few people had access to. So this whole thing would take months, first of all, to happen, extremely error-prone. Started creating silos because The final, final information is in a place which only a few people have access to.
0: And we love that term, right? Final, final. Final, 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 right? Exactly,
1: right? And so the final, final is in a place which only a few people have access to. It may not be what you agreed upon. (laughs) Uh, uh, And then as things changed, imagine this whole spreadsheet game all over again, right? And so as a result, it just became a very static Most organizations uh, who are kind of using the old processes and old systems, it's a very static process. You kind of do it, and then you're too afraid to do it again. And in today's day and age, with the advent of all kinds of technology, computing power, data, we started the discussion with explosion of data. There is so much data now, which is great, but how do you get meaningful insights out of it. Uh, All this explosion of data is creating, unfortunately, a different kind of silo, silos as well. And the workforce and the workplace, the nature of both of them is changing. So we're kind of, as businesses, as organizations, we're just starting to absorb this change. And now the next wave of change is upon us with machine learning. And we have seen how machine learning is starting to change our personal lives. And those Innovations are now starting to get applied in the world of business software. And so in this changing world, businesses have to be agile. Because if you want to really succeed, I would say even survive. If you're not agile and if you're not able to really course correct quickly, if you're not able to make decisions quickly, you will be left behind. And right. which means that the old ways of doing planning really... That's right cannot cannot survive. Well,
0: that, that world you talked about with the spreadsheets and, you know, you ask me for some information. It takes me a week, two weeks, whatever, to pull it together. I send it to you. You're getting stuff from other people. You go off and do something with it. I'm now, my business reality has changed. You know, intuitively, it's really obvious when you lay it out like mm-hmm. that, that of, of course this doesn't work very well because it's, it's not... Current, It doesn't reflect the realities that are happening to the business today. But then to bring back something that you started with, the, the word model, right? Mm-hmm. It could go this way, it could go that way. If we don't have a way to to have the technology help us see, well, what would best case look like? What would worst case look like?
1: Scenario planning is kind of the essence. Uh, a lot of people think that planning is about, okay, how much am I going to spend on travel, airfare, and yes, that is an important component uh, of, uh, of planning, but it's the scenarios. And that's where you get to make some important decisions, right? Uh, because at the end of the day, you're trying to use your judgment based on the initiatives that you're putting in place. You're trying to make your best judgment on what you think the future will pan out to be. And you're never 100% sure. And which is why having different scenarios, as you mentioned, is a great way to kind of do some level of analysis of, okay, in the best case and the worst case, what is the delta between the best case and the and the worst case? Like, is, is the variance too much? Where do I see there are some risks? Uh, and that's why when people tend to plan, they tend to, there's a word in planning called driver-based, uh, driver-based planning, driver-based modeling. And by changing the, Drivers, you can start doing different types of analysis, what-if analysis. and, and so,
0: so give us an example of, of, of a driver or two.
1: Simple example. I will use the example of revenue growth. Right, So let's say you're a software company. You sell in North America, you sell in Europe, and you sell in APAC. I'm being very, very simplistic here. And you have three products. Three products, let's say, uh, three product lines. What percentage do you think your new sales is going to grow by is a driver. And you have to, together as a team, make some assumptions about where the market is going and how much of that do you think you are, are going to be able to attain? Because there's always competition in the market. That's an example. That's a very simplistic example of a, of a driver that's used in organizations.
0: So then you, then you, you play with those drivers yep. and you put them in your scenarios. Yep.
1: What happens? You see the outcomes. Right? Uh, you get, you see the outcomes, you you get a sense for, okay, here's what my quarter one bookings, new bookings are gonna look like, here's my Q2, Q3, Q4, and then you can compare them. Now, when you compare them, it's not just the revenue, you know, you're mapping your expenses to it, right? And that, that helps you then decide how much mm-hmm. you're willing to invest. If the variability is too high and your confidence level for the best case scenario mm-hmm. may be low, then you, kind of, you can meter right. to somewhere in the hedge, hedge the bat if you the need best. to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's bring it back to data and touch on machine learning. So I, I think most folks today probably have a pretty good understanding of what, of what machine learning is. But you know, how, do, how do you think about machine learning? What's, what's your definition of, <laughs> of the term?
1: Machine learning is a form is a discipline, it's a form of what's broadly called artificial intelligence. And machine learning is a way for machines to learn from data and be able to make predictions and in very simple simple terms, right? So we the classic example that's used is now you show show a picture to a machine and it can tell you whether there's a cat or a dog in the picture.
0: Because it's seen lots of cats and lots of dogs and and somebody told the machine, this is a cat, this is a dog.
1: And a lot of this work was done in academia uh, many, many years ago, but with uh, one, computing power now being in abundance. It's, It's cheap and a lot of it available. Two, with the move to the cloud, either in the consumer world or in the enterprise world, you have access to more data. And the food for machine learning is data. Because it needs to learn from seeing the cats and the dogs both. Because if it doesn't see the dogs, then it won't know that it's not a cat, right? (laughs) Uh, And so the more data uh, you can feed in, and then it, it learns. Because then as it makes predictions, humans or other systems give it feedback that the prediction it made maybe is wrong or is correct. And so then it this virtuous cycle continues as you feed it more data, and as you give it feedback for the outcomes, it gets smarter and smarter over time. And so that's kind of in a simplistic world, machine learning is about making predictions. People think machine learning is making decisions for humans, and we can talk about that at some point, but really it's helping make predictions.
0: Well, and, and keying off of that, when, when I, Think back to what you were talking about, what planning is mm-hmm. and scenarios and modeling mm-hmm. and, and trying to understand those variances yeah. between best case and worst case. Boy, a prediction would be really helpful It would in be. that. It would be,
1: right? So, for example, if the system could create a baseline plan, for lack of a better word, then the analyst or the business user who's going to make some assumptions about what initiatives they're doing, not assumptions, but model the initiatives they're doing into drivers, can see how the baseline plan varies from, as an example, from what they're uh, assuming things will be. Machines can actually look at how some of the initiatives you have done over the last couple of years and try to project that into the future in terms of creating your baseline plan. It's not just taking a run rate and and modeling it out for the future. It's actually looking at the trajectory. It's learning from how your business has run over the last few years, and not just your business. And that's where the data comes in, right? Because uh, it's learning from all the businesses, obviously with with the permission for our customers. And so it can then apply those learnings into projecting what your business would look like. You could use that as a starting point, or you could just use that as another scenario that you're then looking at to decide which path to take.
0: Yeah, or, or even just as a check, like does our does our thinking seem to make sense? Exactly, right. Uh,
1: another great example, we're talking about collaboration between the analyst and the, and the business manager. The two big reasons I hear why that is still not very prevalent. Uh, one is obviously the challenge with not having a single system, a single source of truth and a single environment that everybody can collaborate in, which obviously modern software is solving. And the second is, people are still afraid, because at the end of the day, if I'm a financial analyst working in FPNA, I tend to talk the languages of general ledger, right, accounts. Business user tends not to think about accounts, they tend to think about how many people uh, and how much am I going to spend on parties and, uh, and travel. And The financial analyst is afraid that the human, the business manager, is going to make a mistake. And then they're going to spend more time correcting the mistake than just sitting with them and uh, getting the information and keying it in the system themselves. But if the system can be smart about giving feedback to the user as people are planning, a, a trivial example that I use is just planning out how much you're going to spend in travel next year, and somewhere along the way, you end up fat fingering a number, seems like a very simple problem to solve. It's actually not that simple a problem to solve because there is always seasonality in terms of how things happen.
0: Or new initiatives. Or new
1: initiatives. But if the system can remind you and tell you, look, I think you are spending more here than than what I think you should be spending, then at least now there is more information back to the user. Uh, Similarly for the financial analyst, once the plan is all built, we're going back, we were talking about generating a new plan But let's imagine they have built a plan and the system could say, look, these numbers, I'm gonna give you a sensitivity band in terms of, I think there is a 10, 20% chance that this number you may not actually get to that number, uh, be it revenue or expense. Please spend some more time mm. trying to understand what's going on. So, so there are lots of uh, interesting use cases that we can apply uh, machine learning to in the in the space of planning. We've just started with anomaly detection. Uh, I was talking about the fat fingering use case or other kinds of anomalies. So that's kind of the, our first foray in, in the planning world. Next, we're going to take a look at, we we're talking about creating a time series-based plan. The other one that I'm really excited about is... We're talking about drivers initially. And most businesses tend to, as they build their plan, end up having maybe hundreds, if not hundreds, tens, tens and tens of drivers, right? Now, in reality, maybe only two or three, maybe five of them really matter. Some kind of 80-20 type rule, right? right? So what if the system could do sensitivity analysis, right, Uh, as well as apply machine learning and go, look, Focus your energy on making sure that these three or these five drivers, as time progresses, now and as time progresses, that you're paying attention to, rather than getting bogged down in getting all hundred of them perfect, right? Get these three to five well done, get them right, and the rest, it's okay if you're not perfect. They can be with a certain amount. So that's another great uh, great example of things that that will be due in the in the not-so-distant future.
0: When you talk to companies and you talk to people who are who are thinking about ML coming down the line, how should they be preparing to be able to take advantage of machine learning and, and, and
1: the predictions that machine learning brings? There are lots of people much better trained and equipped to talk about this than me. But from my perspective, and as I've talked to some customers and other, other colleagues and people who are really experts in this area... First and foremost, just learn about it, right? In the sense that uh, there is a lot of hype and that's usually the case with technology. Whenever some new amazing technology comes, it goes through this initial uh, hype where we think it'll solve every problem uh, on the face of the planet. And this this is actually a transformational technology. So it will change a lot of things uh, that we know today. So first and foremost, just learn about what is the technology? What is machine learning about? Not not from the details of what the algorithms do. Uh, Very few of us will actually understand how the algorithms work. But what kinds of problems is machine learning trying to solve? So that's kind of part one. Part two then is where in your business do you think it can be applied? And then find the right partner. Right. And so, my recommendation to companies would be most of us these days use cloud based solutions for running most parts of our business rather than going off and building custom applications. Find partners who are trying to embed machine learning into the fabric of their product. There are, you can go buy toolkits today to do machine learning yourself. But going back to the data point I was making, if you try to do it yourself, the only data you got to train it is your own data. And last but not least, start charting out potentially what impact it might have to your workforce over time. Machine learning is not going to replace humans, Mm -hmm. definitely not, but the kind of work we do, where we spend our time, that's going to evolve as machines get better and better at making predictions.
0: So we've been talking, Pascar, a lot about machine learning. Let's bring it back to to planning specifically. What are you excited about over the next year or or 18 months or so in terms of what's coming down the line?
1: Firstly, over the last two and a half years, we have been working on the next generation engine for our planning product, uh, for, for our business planning cloud. Since last winter, we have been rolling it out in production to all our customers. So that's That got done early summer. And we're really excited about that technology because I was talking about earlier about everybody plans, every function plans, and an environment where it can be collaborative, but you can still model the business at the level of depth and complexity and scale that you want to. So we're really excited about this technology. We are seeing some pretty amazing use cases that our customers are able to do now that they weren't able to do before. So first and foremost, I'm just excited about that next generation foundation that's in place now, so we can continue moving people away from spreadsheets into this collaborative, comprehensive environment, continuous way to plan. Two, planning is not just done for the sake of planning. At the end of the day, you have to put your plans into action, right? At Workday, we are fortunate to have two very prominent execution systems, core execution systems around people and around around money. And so being able to make that process continuous, not just the planning process continuous, but the planning to execution and analysis, that process continuous, that's another area where we think we can really help businesses become agile, taking efficiencies out of the system. And the third one is around ML. There's so many use cases to to go after we're talking about time series forecasting, we're talking about sensitivity analysis, we're talking about predicting a plan. Uh, You specify a set of scenarios or constraints, and the system comes up with at least a high level plan that you can work from. And the last one that I haven't talked about so far, which ties back to the explosion of data, there are lots of great analytics tools out there right now where you can build beautiful looking charts. At the end Mm -hmm. of the day, you are spending your time trying to figure out what you want to look at, right? So you're restricted to your imagination, and human beings are are very creative, but you're restricted, right? What if you could apply machine learning like techniques to surface the right information for you at the right time?
0: Tell me what I need to know.
1: Tell me what I need to know, right? And so my workmates here at Workday, uh, they've been working on this cool technology that's overall, the umbrella name for it is augmented analytics, which is, which applies lots of different forms of uh, different techniques, one form of machine learning and lots of other kinds of techniques. That would be just so cool, right? Uh, is, Is tell me what I want to know, as you said, in simple words. Don't give me all this data. Give me the piece that I really care about, right? Because at the end of the day, if we can give insights to people at the right time, whether when they're planning or as time progresses by, and help them understand where those insights came from, and what maybe they can do about it, then they can make a judgment and it leads to an outcome. Those are some of the things we are working on. Really excited about the next couple of years. Uh, Technology is one of those things where every few years there is always something new that comes by that you can take and put into the fabric of your platform and uh, continue delivering value to to your customers.
0: Fantastic. Pascar, thank you so much for sitting down with us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: That's all the time we have for today. I'm Greg Thomas, and I want to thank Baskar for being here today on the Workday Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, and thanks again for listening.